Good morning, family. How's everybody doing today? Come on, it's a great day to be alive and to be in this place. Amen? It's, it's really good to be with you this morning and a, a very good privilege for us also to have a special guest with us that will be ministering the Word today, Dr. Ed Delph. I met him in January for the first time at a TCN core leaders retreat that we had. He came and spoke with us and ministered to us and I ended up having a, a meal with him and we sort of connected and clicked and you'll, when you get to know him a little bit, you'll know it's, it's not because I'm special, he just connects very well with everybody. So uh, we had a, a good time and then in April when I was traveling through the States, I, uh, I went around uh, Phoenix, Arizona where he's from and where he lives and uh, went and spent an evening. Becky, his wonderful wife, is a great hostess, and they hosted us for an evening and spent a wonderful time with them. They live right there on the edge of the desert and uh, spent some time just looking, walking through the area and had a great time just sharing and visited some churches around there, and it was really good to have that time with them. And then he's, he said that he's coming back to South Africa. I think he's closing in on having been in South Africa 40 times already. So he speaks South African pretty well. You'll, you'll hear it. And uh, the first time he came, yeah, so he, he talks about the land of lacquer, and, and he'll tell you about the land of lacquer. And uh, first time he came was in 1982, and uh, a funny uh, story that actually happened, uh, or, or quite a, it's a coincidence if you want to say that, a happenstance in the spirit, is that this month, 20 years ago, he was actually going invited to come and speak at Hatfield. Uh, Pastor Ed still at that stage met Ed and asked him if he wouldn't come and share a message on a Sunday, but uh, he already had a long trip and felt that he needed to get home, so he, uh, he, forgot, he, he didn't take the opportunity, and uh, it was two weeks later that Pastor Ed actually passed away, so 20 years ago. So there's a little bit of a sense of 20 years down the line now, we have him here with us, and it's a great privilege. Ed, won't you come up, and we're looking forward to having the Word being shared with us today. He, uh, he already shared at the South Church the message, so I know you're in for a treat and in for, and I, I, I think the Lord is really setting us up for this term and our theme, Faith for Tough Times, and I think what Ed's going to share with us, we're going to be able to really build on for the next season ahead. So have a great time. It's really good to have you with us, Ed. And Louis, I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy I could hug a tree. Okay, well, I, I don't know if I'm a tree, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm hugging a Louis. <laughs> well, have a good time. Thank you so much, Louis. Well, very honored. Are you ready this morning? I'm just, you, you look ready to me. You look ready to me. Turn to the neighbor, per, turn to the person next to you and say, neighbor. No, I, come on. This is Africa, you know. That was, that, that was like Singapore, okay. This is Africa. This is Africa. Okay, so say neighbor. You got to repeat after me. Say neighbor. When the Lord made you. He looked at you and said, I'll never do that again. Okay. You're special. You're unique. You're awesome. God made you. God made you. He threw away the mold. You're special. Come on. He threw away the mold, all right? Ah, now you're getting ready. I can feel the temperature rising. I'm telling you, we've moved from Singapore to India. We're not quite to Africa yet, okay? So let's try it again. Say, neighbor. Oh, you're going to like this one. Uh, D-I-A, this is Africa. You're going to like this. Say, neighbor. You may not know it, but you are sitting by the next millionaire. Okay? Whoa.
I like that one. Oh, man. Now say neighbor. You must be an absolutely wonderful person because this morning God has chosen you to sit next to me. Okay. I like that. Now say neighbor. There's a little bit of crazy in you. Okay, just tell them that. Now your response is, neighbor, I'm not weird. I'm exotic. I like that. Okay. I'm... Oh, I like that. Now say, neighbor, God loves you, but I'm his favorite. Okay. You know, in the, in the Bible, they have all those uh, Levites and Hittites and Gergesites and Mosquito Bites and Termites and all those, you know. You know what tribe I'm from? I'm from the tribe of Favorite. All right. <laughs> let's, favor, let's finish with one more and then we're going to skyrocket, okay? Are you ready? Say, neighbor. neighbor. I love you. Neighbor. You're perfect. perfect. Now change. Okay, so... I just, you know, what can I say? There you go. That, that kind of settled it, didn't it? Welcome to church, okay, this morning. Um, we're getting, we've had a fabulous, I, I, I just am so excited. Uh, two days before I um, left for this trip to the land of Laka, the land of Bayalaka, praise the Arabul. Okay, Waiman, okay. Refine, I wrote a book called Refining Rhema. Refining Rhema. We're going to do some parts out of that book. We have some of this product at the back. It's 170 Rand. I just got this two days before I left here. So this book, Lance Wall now endorsed all these people, you know, all these, Randy Clark, all these people. Um, this book is going to be a world changer. It's just, I, this is my 10th book. I can't believe I've written that many books. And uh, I would encourage you to get there. I'll be back there to sign those uh, when I'm in Singapore, like at Lawrence Kong's church. You know, they're all queued up, you know. And, and uh, those Asians, they're smart. They say, ah, pasta, pasta, pasta. I want you to sign book. If you sign book, I get the anointing. Okay, so <laughs> those, those, they're anointing hogs down there, okay, in Singapore. But uh, I'll be back there to sign the books. I, we don't have too many, maybe 40 left or whatever, but it's a great thing for 170. I want to encourage you uh, to get it. I do have a story, kind of interesting story, absolutely true story. My first time in South Africa is 1982. We were preaching through Dutch Reformed seminaries, uh, the Dunamis and so forth, and I ended up at AFM Church, absolutely true story, AFM Church in uh, Durban. And uh, I was trading my first time there. I was trying to learn Afrikaans, and I was asking the pastor, how do you say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord? And he's going, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And so I'm listening to this. I'm trying to get the ear. This is absolutely true. I was going to impress all those people with my marvelous Afrikaans, okay? And so I went up there, and I didn't hear it quite right. I went, praise the owner, okay? So, <laughs> so that's, that's uh, Isak Berger will tell you about that. That's an AFM folklore so you don't have to praise the chicken. We're going to be okay today. All right. So uh, <laughs> praise the owner. Okay, I can't believe it. If you notice that the world out there is getting a little crazy, look at government, look at media, look at academia. 
those guys need a checkup from the neck up. Are you with me? And uh, really, guys, the, I, I'd like to share, how do I know that? I'd just like to share a little story. You see, we're here because they're here. And uh, what we want to do is do a little clarifying and equipping this morning. I think many people see um, the Word of God thing, and we're going to talk about logos and rhema, the two Greek words for, uh, for the Word of God in the Bible. And I think many people see them uh, kind of like that guy who saw it like a tree. Jesus prayed for him. What do you see? I see men for I'm seen like a tree. Uh, what happens is we don't have a very clear view. What I want to do is move us from uh, cognition to recognition, from, a, from seeing it like a tree to seeing it clearly. Jesus prayed for him the second time. If you ever had to pray for somebody the second time, it's okay. Even Jesus had to pray some, for somebody the second time, okay? So he prayed for him the second time, and then he began to see everything clearly. In today's world, clarity is a rarity. So what I want to do is take some concepts, logos, rhema, many concepts. People have heard that word. We have a big church here. have been here for years. Ed's friend, Ray, and all those people. And, and you know, there, his name was Rhema. And so we're familiar with that word. But I want to take it out of the idea realm and move it into clarity. Everybody say clarity. And, uh, but what I was going to say is the world is getting a little funny out there, guys. And how do I know that? Let me tell you the story, and we'll get right into our message. Great, a great little story here. A little girl asked her father, how did the human race appear? Well, the father answered, well, God made Adam and Eve, and they all had children, so all of mankind was made. Two days later, the girl asked her mother the same question. The mother answered, well, many years ago, there were monkeys from which the human race evolved. The confused girl returned to her father and said, Dad, how is it possible? You told me the human race was created by God, and Mom said they were developed from monkeys. The father answered, well, dear, it's very simple. I told you about my side of the family, and your mother told you about hers. <laughs> Aha! Everybody go, aha, come on, one, two, three. Come on, come on, do it with me like this. Okay, one, two, three, aha. Now, when you get an aha in this message, I'm giving you permission to go, aha, okay? So let's try it again. One, two, three, aha. Hit the person next to you and go, aha. There you go. Get your juices going here, all right? Well, let's take a look at this, guys, as we get into this, uh, take this thing into reality. If you would, bring me up the first image, please, and we'll have a little fun. The two swords of the Lord for all creation, logos and rhema. Take the S off of sword, and what word does it spell? Word. Everybody say it with me, the word. All right, that's so powerful. So sword and word are connected in the sense of the way they're spelled there and so forth. Next image, if you would. And thank you, uh, IT team. And that looks great. You're doing a super job. Which, let me as a Christian or as a person, a Christian or non-Christian, a, a present church or a future church. See, I don't call them heathen. I don't call them unbelievers. I call them future church. Are you with me? Aha. They got it over there. All right. See, my friend Alice Cooper, I, I grew up in a, uh, a rock and roll band. His band played in Phoenix, Arizona, where I'm from. Not Phoenix, Chatsworth. Okay, I'm not going to give you any curry, okay? Uh, 
But uh, uh, growing up and so forth, you know, uh, 15 years ago, he was future church. Today, Alice Cooper is present church. You see, you see, because somebody gave him a revelation. I mean, that's the guy who's originally biting off bats' heads and, you know, and all that stuff. Uh, today, he has the best, strongest Christian testimony in Phoenix, Arizona, the fifth largest city in America now. And it's amazing how God can take somebody like that. I was playing golf with him in a, in a, in a best ball tournament. We won the tournament. It was just wonderful. So uh, in any event, look at this, guys. As a Christian, the first thing we learn about God is that he speaks. Everybody say speaks. Isn't that true? The second thing we learn about God is whenever God wants to make the visible invisible, he sends light. Everybody say light. How? He speaks. Isn't that interesting? God's word become flesh and then we see it. Truth requires illumination to become revelation for transformation, which is going to require perspiration. <laughs> look at this. Now, look at this. Let's go back right to the beginning. Next image, please, guys, if you would. And all of that. Here we go. Now, whoops, the other way. Here we go. Sight needs light that came from speaking than hearing. In the beginning, God created the what? Heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving, ruach. The ruach of God was just fluttering, vibrating up here, and just notice, not doing anything, just waiting, restfully available, ready to, he wasn't going to do anything until he heard something. Hello? Uh, Many Christians, they, 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 uh, not like Ruach. They, they, they pray before they listen. Hello? The Holy Spirit wasn't praying. He was just listening, waiting to be, get orders from headquarters, waiting, just up here. And all of a sudden, over the surface of the deep, all right, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface deep of the waters. And then God, what? Said. He said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, that's a terrible translation. It's just on Jewish Voice broadcast and with Jonathan Burnus and, you know, all these people who are calling me from all the world, say, hey, we just saw you. And there was a rabbi on there, and the rabbi was saying what that means in the Hebrew. Let me give you the definition of then let there be light, and there was light. Here's, here's the actual Hebrew. Light! Aha! Okay. I like that. You guys are getting this. And it just, it didn't take a second. And when God said light, the Holy Spirit created what God said to do. Are you with me? Now, now, this is interesting because sight, in order to have sight, you have to have light. You, you can't have sight without light. So illuminate truth in the beginning, the logos, the truth, but then that truth needed to, it was there, but it was hidden in darkness. And so then God said, okay, we got logos. Here, I'll show you in the verse in a second. We got logos, but we also need to have light in order to have sight. We were, my wife and I, a few years ago, we were in a cave tour in America. We were 200 feet deep in this cave, and uh, 
the tour, the, there's about 20 people or so, and the, the gal that was the head of the tour said, okay, I'm going to show you what real darkness is. She said, we're going to turn off the lights in this place. I'm telling you what, when she turned off the lights in that place, you, you could have put your hand right up here, you could do it. You know, what we think is darkness isn't darkness at all. That was gross darkness that Isaiah talks about. Gross darkness. You, you couldn't see one thing. There was nothing for your eyes to relate to, to, to have a frame of reference for sight. So, I mean, when she turned off that light, I started the PIT ministry, prayer in tongues. <sighs> pit ministry, pit, 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 pit. So, um, I mean, I'm telling you what. But I noticed I couldn't see anything, but I could hear. Hello? So I could hear something. And so, guys, let there be light. See, sight requires light, and so does insight. God loves to give us insight. Not just truth, but insight. How does the truth apply in this situation now, in this time, in this space, with this group of people? Hello? Next one, please. Oh, this is good. Hold on. I'm just giving you the salad. We haven't got to the uh, Buddha course yet. The Buddha course. Uh, the Buddha course. Okay. I'm just, we haven't got to the meat yet. The chicken is still cooking. Okay, so, but we're going to get there. Now, look at this. Everybody, most everybody here would know that uh, Genesis 1, John 1 is the exact same thing as Genesis 1. In the beginning was the Logos and the Word Logos was with God, and the word Logos was God. And he was in the beginning with God. That's Jesus is talking about. So here you have God, and it's the Logos. It's all the truth of God. It's all that God is. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my Logos will never pass away. And so here's God, all right? But so, so we have the word, we have the truth. But look what happens. Then God sends Jesus. And he came as the light of the what? World. So we have truth, and now there was a true light, a true light. Notice that. Just put truth light. Hello? Uh, true light, which, come, which coming into the world enlightens every man. Jesus comes as the light of the world to say, and you know what, God? When God came down, let there be... No, he didn't say that. He said, Light! See, Jesus came to bring light so we could have, next one, sight. And we beheld his what? Glory. That not as a man, full of grace, then truth. Ed Savoso has a good one. He says, Jesus, it's always grace first, truth second. Look at this. Truth Light, sight. Everybody say it with me. Truth, light, sight. Come on, one more time. Truth, light, sight. Oh, baby, then insight. Next one, please. God's words created God's worlds by hearing an utterance from God. By faith, we understand the worlds were prepared by the rhema of God. You are here because of a rhema. 
Mm. Uh, 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 prepared the word by the word so that what was seen was not made out of things which are visible. Where does faith come? Faith comes from what? See, trust comes from knowing God. Faith comes from hearing God. So where to say hearing God? Getting the, this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to learn how to get on God's frequency so we can frequently hear. And when you frequently hear, you're going to frequently see. Wherever you see something, somebody said something. Hello? Why? Faith cometh through hearing. So let's get on God's frequency. Okay, next image, please. Isn't this good? You guys look so happy out there. Uh, you're just all content out there. I like that. Everybody's processing. Hold on. Get ready. Now, guys, see, what's the, what's the Holy Spirit takeaway for us all? Guys, Christians here, now watch. This is, this is different because a lot of us are just used to praying without listening. We're binding, loosing, blabbing, grabbing, naming, claiming, Hello? Isn't, uh, if the Holy Spirit had to wait for God speak, don't you think we would, might have to? Hello? Now, now look at this. Follow the Holy Spirit's example in Genesis 1. Wait. Listen. Hear. Speak. Then do. Then the worlds we create are God's worlds and not our own self-created worlds spoken in the name of God. Many times we're speaking our words and our words are only going to create our worlds. But when you speak God's words, you're creating God's world. Turn to the person next to you and say, Neighbor, I think he's talking to you. You better listen to him. Just tell him. I, I think he just talked to you, okay? He, he just talked to you, okay? Now look at this. God is raising up, a, up, raising up movements and armies, not of prayers, but movies and, uh, movements and armies of listeners who then pray. Then you'll have outcome, not just output. Wow. Now think of that. Now, there's a time to pray for anything. Let requests be named known to God. But you know what I want is what I call top-down prayer. Top-down prayer is when you hear what God just said and you pray what he just said. He's only obligated to answer what he gave, just told you, and then you pray it back up to him, and then it comes back down to you. Why? It's called seek first the kingdom of God. And all these answer prayers shall be added unto you. Ah. I remember I was in singles ministry. I was a singles pastor for eight years. I had 550 singles in my singles department. I mean, it was a marriage factory. I'm telling you. <laughs> and I used to tell the gals, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these boyfriends shall be added unto you. I just, they, hey, they love that, okay? They, See, they, if you go after the boyfriend, you get nothing. If you go after the kingdom of God, God will throw the boyfriend in just for fun. Hello? <laughs> you guys are doing great. Okay, now, look, look at this, look at this. Listeners who listen 
and then hear, and then speak, and then do. The words listen and silent contain the same letters. I have a foolproof formula for answered prayer. You, how would you like to get answered prayer? I have a, here's the foolproof formula for answered prayer. Shut up. <laughs> Hello? That's, that's, that's because faith cometh by what? You, you can't have faith. You can't have faith unless it came through hearing. So when you aren't hearing God and you're just praying your own formula, guess what? It's not going to happen because it's not a faith. It's you to God rather than God to you. I'm just, I'm your, do you still love me? See, that's what my book talks about. It's really good, guys. It's a whole different, this changes everything. Look at this. We probably don't have too much to say, uh, but, the, uh, but the God does. Allow the word to speak a word before you speak a what? Why? Because faith cometh from hearing. If you, if you hear, you aren't going to have faith. If you don't have faith, it's going to be impossible to please God. You won't have conviction. Hello? So it comes from hearing God presently. Next one, please. Let's go. Just, uh, look, at the, look what Jesus did. The best sight is insight coming from hearing God. But he who sent me is true. And the things that I heard from him, these things I speak to the world. And I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak the things that the Father has taught me. For it is not you who speaks, but it is the spirit of your what? Of who, I should say, the Father who speaks in you. Next image, please. See, that's Jesus' model. Now, guys, that's a powerful model. Jesus, I mean, sometimes Jesus spit on his hand. You know, remember, he put the, his finger down on the guy's you know, ear, and then he spit on it, and then he put it on his tongue. That's, I know that sounds really weird. Why did he do that? Because God told him to do that. Hello? Now, the next time he prayed for a blind man, he didn't do it. He just prayed him, and the guy was healed. What's the difference? God told him to do that. In this case, to this person, in this situation, I want you to do this. And Jesus was up there, just like the Holy Spirit, just, and then, light. So, guys, here's the two swords of the Lord. For all creation. This is so important. I just like this. There are two for words in the New Testament for word, okay? And the word logos is living, active, and sharper than any two-edged what? Sword. And piercing is the vision of the spirit soul, both of joints and marrow, and so forth. This type of sword and this two-edged reference in the Hebrew mean two mouths. Can you say it with me? Two mouth, the mouth of God speaking through the mouth of man. What are you speaking? What God just told you to speak. Wow. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the rhema of God. So we have two swords, guys. Next one, please. Let's take a look at what these mean. How many here believe that God still speaks today? Raise your hand. Okay. Now look at this. 
Here's the two ways he speaks. Two ways he speaks. Logos. Lo, what is logos? In the beginning was a logos. Logos is what and God ha, what and how God thinks about things. Logos is what God has said or spoken in the past. Logos is the entire mind and word of God as revealed in the God-breathed, God-inspired Holy Bible. Logos is what? Truth. All right. Rhema, while Logos is what God has said or has spoken, Rhema is what God is speaking or is saying presently to you and I in our individual situations. Rhema is God applying Logos presently in today's world to us and to others. This is truth with light by God's Spirit for His kingdom. The thing about Rhema, it will always be for the kingdom first and for you second. Why? He's positioning you to be in a better place for the sake of the kingdom, and then you get the benefit of that position. But it's not about you. It's about the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and earth is in heaven. It's for the kingdom. <coughs> if it benefits you, great. But it's, understand, he's positioning you and putting you in a better place for his kingdom to come and his what? will to be done. Your will, God's will for your life is attached to the kingdom. Wow. Next one, please. Look at this. Rhema is the Holy Spirit illumination of Logos for God's utmost and our, our high, God's highest and our utmost. Logos is general wisdom and knowledge concerning marriage. Rhema is who to marry. Uh-huh. And when you get married, you better hear from God, baby. Because <laughs> I have a prophetic word for you concerning your wife. When the queen is happy, there's peace in the kingdom. Are you, are you with me? So you better hear from God, okay? Love is grand. Divorce is a hundred grand. Oh, never, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just threw it out there. Rhema is who to marry. Rhema, is, rhema can be when you get an aha in the Bible. You guys know how it works. You've read that verse 30, 40, 50 times, and all of a sudden on the 51st time, you're reading it, and all of a sudden, kaboom! I mean, here you are. Look at this. You got the logos. Are you with me? You got, whoops, I'll put it in the camera in there in the picture, okay? Uh, you have logos, all right? But then, all, and you read it, and you know, it's, but it's still in darkness. I mean, it's you, you don't understand, you haven't had a revelation. You have information, but it's not a revelation. Are you with me? And all of a sudden, in the middle of it, it doesn't come from you to God. It's not the amount of prayer that you prayed. All of a sudden, it comes from God to you. And here it comes. His spirit goes, whoop. And you have the two swords together. And baby, you are changed, man. Aha! I mean, you know, just think of this, guys. Just, you know, here, here, here's the Bible. Here's the Bible. Okay, boy, look at this. Wait, just a minute. I'm going to see if I can... Oh, I like this. Here's the Bible. In the beginning, Logos, but it's in complete darkness. You can't see it. You don't know what's in it. Any of that type, In the beginning, Logos. But all of a sudden, hello, what happens? And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Are you with me? 
And that's when you get the aha moment. That's when you go, whoo, dude, I found Nemo. <laughs> Nemo's not lost anymore. He once was lost, but now he's found. <sighs> Truth with what? Light. See, you can know every verse in this Bible. You can know every verse in this Bible and still be in absolute darkness. Hello? The Jews, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. Paul could have quoted you every verse. The Saul, I should say, at that point, could have quoted you every verse in this Bible, every verse in this Bible, and he's imprisoning Christians. The devil even quoted Rogos to Jesus, Psalm 91. Jesus, here's the temple. Jump off. Your father cares for you. He'll take care of you. Look at it. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. I mean, he will not let your foot hit the ground. He will pick you up. He will be able look. It's in the Bible. And Jesus says, dude. He says, that's Logos, devil, but there's no... Rhema. He had truth without light. So what does Jesus do? Now, if he's like many of us, he'd, he'd start yelling and binding loose. Devil, I bind you. I'm the blood of Jesus. I'm going to put the blood of Jesus down their throat and shove it down your throat. No. You know what he did? He just shut up. He just waited. He just listened. And all of a sudden, God pulls a verse out of the Old Testament way back in Deuteronomy and says, here's what I want you to use to go against the devil, Jesus. Boom. Thou shall not tempt the Lord. Truth with light. And the devil had to take some aspirin and go see a counselor. But you know what most of us would have done? Oh, it's in the Bible. Sure, it's in the Bible. Jesus is going to care. It's in the Bible. I mean, no, 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 no. Truth with what? Wow. Oh, this is so good. You guys are so much fun. Okay. We're doing okay. Now, get ready. Here we go. One, two, three. Let's just uh, look at this. Now, look at this. Logos, general wisdom, rhema is a faith-infused utterance from God speaking presently to the recipient, providing illumination, clarity, wisdom, direction, or guidance. Psalm 143, Psalm 43.3 summarizes the cooperation offerings of two swords perfectly. O Lord, send out thy light and send out thy truth. Let them, both of them, lead me to your holy hill. You want to go to the holy hill of the Lord? Truth and light. Here for speak second. Next one, please look at this. Oh, this is very, very good, guys. Okay, we'll come back just a little bit, a few more. Number one, I want to give you quick, real quickly, the three marks of rhema. Number one, rhema comes with God's faith attached to it. You don't have to find faith. God's faith finds you. A lot of you have been taught, oh, if I just have enough faith, if I just can do this. I, it's, it's bottom up. That's bottom up. And I believe in that. You know, according to your faith, be it unto you. If you prophesy according to your faith, I believe there's bottom-up faith. But when it's a rhema, guys, it's not bottom-up. It's top 
down. It's a faith-infused utterance from God giving you direction, and you have faith instantly to do it. Here's Peter. He's seeing Jesus. He says, who are you? You know, who do men that say that I am? You know, who do people say that you are? And Peter's like, well, you're before God shows up, well, you're the son of David, and you're a prophet, and, 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 and all of a sudden, God shows up, and in Peter's life, he gave him not only this, but he gave him this, and they came together, and Peter goes, dude, dude, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Aha! And Jesus says, CNN did not reveal that to you. Your college professor did not reveal that to you. But who revealed it to you? My Father. See, the faith for salvation, if you bring up the, the faith for salvation, the faith for our salvation was imparted to us from God by hearing an utterance from God concerning Christ, which is, thou art the Messiah, the Son of the living God. All of you here have had that rhema. Most all of you, you're all Christians. At some point in your life, you had truth, and then God gave you light, and you went, Jesus is Lord. That's a rhema. You didn't learn that. God gave you the faith for that. Ooh. Hello? Look at this. After Arama, Simon Barjona became Peter. Saul became Paul. Abram became Abraham. Words became worlds. Hello? After Arama. Next one. So that comes. Number two, Ramas always happen. Everybody say, Ramas always happen. Now, here's, here's Mary. And Gabriel shows up to her and says that that was she was going to conceive conceive a child. And, she, and you know, uh, Mary goes, how can this be? How can this be? How can this be? For I've never been with a man. Good question. And you know what Gabriel says? Mary, don't you understand? I, I stand by the side of God. I'm here with a message for you. You're gonna have a kid. And then you know what he says to her? Look at this. For nothing will be impossible with God. That's a terrible translation. Uh, the original language clarifies this. And you know what he says to her? Mary, Mary, not any rhema spoken by God will not happen. You know what that says? When God says it, if it's a rhema, it's going to happen. And you know what she says? I love it. She appropriated, be it, be it to me. <laughs> Hello. I mean, she had an epiphany. All of a sudden, the lights went off. You know what she was thinking? Wait, isn't there a verse in Isaiah? Wait, isn't there, there going to be a, a virgin that conceives a child? And, and, and all of a sudden, that old verse back in Isaiah, it was truth, and it was light. And she says, be it done according to your rhema. Hello? Here's, here's Paul. Angel shows up to him. He's in a shipwreck. Uh, he's given up all hope. The ship's cracking up. All the guys, the shipmates, the centurion, everybody, all the leader, all freaking out. Angel shows up and says, you're going to Rome, baby. Paul, you're going to Rome. Nobody here is going to get killed. You're going to go to Rome. It's going to be okay. And you know what, guys? 
Paul says, look at this. I believe that it will turn out exactly as I've been told. And I love it. The rhema that he got blessed others too. The rhema that you get is designed not only to bless you, it's to bless others too. Now, so here's Paul. I mean, they're shipwrecked, but the ship breaks apart. Everybody makes it on land. He's building a fire on land. And out of the fire comes a snake and it's attached to him. And all the natives are like, dude, karma, karma. He must have been a bad guy. And you know what he does? He just shake, shakes the snake off in the fire. I call that the shake and bake ministry. Shake and bake ministry. Okay. Shake and bake. And what was designed to kill him gets killed itself. And you know why that happened? Paul didn't even worry about it. He knew if God said it, it's a rhema. It's truth with light. No shipwreck, no bad words, no natives, no snake. Nothing's going to stop me. If God said, I'm going to Rome, I'm going to Rome. Third one real quick, and then we'll end. Raymond never contradicts Logos when Logos is used accurately and in context. In other words, a lot of people think they have, there's a lot of people running around, they have light but no truth. The gurus, mm, mm, humming with a harmonic convergence. They're so enlightened. They have more degrees than a thermometer. You know what I'm saying? But they have no what? Truth. Now look at this. Raymond never contradicts logos. The living word, living by the living word. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every what? Rhema that proceeds from the mouth of God. You can know the whole Bible and still be in darkness. We said that. And I love this. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called what? The word of God. So here's Jesus. Now the world started in logos, but it ends in logos and rhema. What do I mean? Here's Jesus, he's riding on a horse, and on his side, he's got logos. But then, look at this, where'd that, oh, there you go. But from his mouth comes a sharp what? Sword. A specific word, so that with him he strike down the nations, he will rule them. And here's the logos, but out of logos, the context of logos, comes a rhema. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every, so all of a sudden, boom, here comes the rhema right out of his mouth. Bah! The world started in logos. It's going to end with logos and rhema. I can't help it with the noise. It's just the whole package. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, it's doing something because it heard something. Okay, so it's just, I can't help it. Guys, let me finish with this illustration. I could go on. We're about... You know, this is just where I stop on the, the 35, 40-minute version of this message. But I just want to end with this illustrating. Have you ever heard of the word guidance? Guidance? You know what it stands for? God, you and I dance. <laughs> Turn to the person next to you and say, I just found Nemo. Tell him that, okay? Just... Uh, <laughs> God, you and I, what? Dance. Now, look at this, guys. I, I, I just love to dance with my wife. I'm terrible. I have two left feet. I'm a terrible dancer. But my wife has taught me how to dance. Her father taught her to dance, ballroom dance. And in dancing, there's a language. You, you don't speak with your mouth, but you speak with this hand. 
And whenever you, as the leader, she's, so she's taught me how to be the leader in this thing, the dance, because I'm supposed to be just like her father, okay? And, and so she says, Ed, just the way you speak to me and the way I listen is with hand. And so if I go this way, then we go this way, and she backs up. She knows I'm going that. And if I go this way, then it's, it goes this way. And, and, and she tells me, Ed, if you step on my feet, it's not your fault. It's my fault because I wasn't listening. Turn the person next to you, hit him on the head, and, and you know, I, if, if, if you step on my feet, I wasn't following. If God steps on your feet, you weren't following. Hello? Now, I, I love to dance with Becky. It's just, I feel like I have absolute, it's the only time in our marriage I feel like she's manageable. Are you with me? It's just, I mean, Louie, I got control. I got... <laughs> Becky does have an opinion. Louie will tell you that. She's the, she has the brunette anointing. Okay, all right. So. But it's wonderful because she's just, you know, she's submitted that she's listening. She's not a chicken with its head cut off. Got a lot of, you ever seen that, a uner, a uner with his head cut off? A, a lot of action, no motion. A lot of motion, no action. Are you with... A lot of output, spurting the blood of Jesus all over the place, but for a little while. And a bunch of Christians aren't connected to the head. They aren't listening. See, Rama is the listening part, guys. That's what, that's what makes a difference. So learn how to dance with God. And you just listen, and guess what? It's the dance of God and the dance of man. And then you get your desire. In the French, desire means the father's sire, desire of the father. A desire is always meant to be of the father. Hello? So I just like this. Guys, thanks for letting me share with you today. Have you been blessed? We would love to have a moment to pray with you this morning. If you just sense God speaking to you this morning, if there's a, a rhema word that God is in your heart and He's busy with you, something that you want us to just help you to pray through and to hear God on, then please come to the front as we end the service and our team will be glad to pray with you. And even if you are here today and you're saying, I want to get to know more about Jesus and I, I want to, I've not entered into a relationship with Jesus, then come let us help you. Come let us pray with you. Next week we're going to start our series on Faith for Tough Times and we're going to have a great time over the next couple of months considering just how the Word of God helps us and how the faith that God can give us can not only cause us to survive tough times but actually flourish in tough times. We're going to have a great time together in that. Let's stand together. I'm going to pray for us and bless you and then we're going to release you. And if those of you that want prayer, please can come to the front. It will be great for us to pray with you. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence with us today. We thank you, Lord, that we serve a living God. Not only do we have the Word that tells us the things that you've always been saying, but we also have the Spirit 
that speaks to us and tells us within the context of what you've always been saying, what you are saying right now. And thank you that each of us walk and live with the Word and the Spirit. That we can live correctly with the Word and accurately in the Spirit, Lord. And I pray that for us in this time, that you would guide us and lead us and strengthen us in the Word and in the Spirit. And we thank you for that, Lord. We pray for, for Ed. We pray for Becky. Pray that you'll bless them. Thank you for his ministry and just keep him as he continues to minister in this country and in other places. Lord, we love you so much. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord bless you. Have a tremendous week and uh, go in his grace and in his favor.